welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. This is a once-in-a-blue-moon edition of the show, and we're also going to check the stove cut loose and celebrate the birthday of Ian Whitcomb's uncle. A couple of weeks ago I played a Chicken Can Waltz the Gravy Around by David Crockett and Stovepipe Number 1 and mentioned Daddy Stovepipe and Sweet Papa Stovepipe. Well tonight we're going to venture back into the kitchen to check out the stove.
We started off that stovepipe set with Paul Van Loan and his orchestra and Kitchen Stove from a Cameo 78, recorded October 25, 1923. Paul Van Loan composed Kitchen Stove along with Ernest Brewer. That was an instrumental, but there are words which were written by Tommy Maley and Dick Finch. Kitchen Stove was followed by a young Big Bill Brunzi displaying his flat-picking skills on Stovepipe Stomp. This instrumental was recorded by Jeanette in Richmond, Indiana on February 9, 1932, 
and was issued on Champion 16411 as by Johnson and Smith. Brunzi under the pseudonym of Big Bill Johnson, accompanied on banjo by Steel Smith. We finished up with a song written in 1899 by Irving Jones titled All Birds Look Like Chickens to Me, a minstrel show song and take off of Ernest Hogan's 1895 popular song hit All Coons Look Alike to Me. Remember now, this was the 1890s. Around 1902, Will F. Denny recorded All Birds Look Like Chickens to Me on an Edison cylinder. We heard it on Paramount 12404, recorded in Chicago in November of 1926. So what does that have to do with stovepipes? Well, that was Sweet Papa Stovepipe, whose real name was Thomas McKinley Peebles, born May 15, 1897. Very little is known about him, but he was apparently a New York street performer in the 1960s and 70s. He died January 24, 1985. I'm Glenn Robison, and you're listening to Rapidly Rotating Records, bringing you vintage music to which you can't not tap your toes from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s. You're all no doubt familiar with the Richard Rogers and Lorenz Hart song, Blue Moon. Well, listener Alan in New York sent me an interesting article from the New York Times about who may have actually written Blue Moon. According to Liz Roman Galise, a documentary filmmaker, her father, Edward W. Roman, wrote it when he was 17 years old and living in Troy, New York, and that he sold it to Lorenz and Hart. I'll leave it to you to look up the article and come to your own conclusion, but thanks to listener Alan... The next two segments of the show are all about Blue Moons, beginning with Benny Goodman's rendition of the Lorenzen Hart, or Roman, standard. Thank you. 
we started and ended that set with Blue Moon, but not the same Blue Moon. We just heard Blue Moon performed by Henry Thies' Detroit Ritz Orchestra, recording in Detroit in May of 1921. This Blue Moon was composed by Earl Burtnett and Louis Marchese, and there are words which were written by Harry D. Kerr. We started off with Lorenz and Hart's Blue Moon, recorded by Benny Goodman and his orchestra on January 15, 1935. The vocal refrain was by Helen Ward. And in between the Blue Moons was Tiny Parham and his musicians with Blue Moon Blues, a Tiny Parham original, recorded November 4, 1930. Continuing our Blue Moon theme, here's Paul Whiteman.
take away your life in crawling. The dawn will soon appear. Another day is near. I wonder, can you hear?
Raymond Page and his orchestra recording for Victor in Hollywood on April 5, 1934, with Once in a Blue Moon. Once in a Blue Moon was written by Mac Gordon and Harry Revel. This was an instrumental, but in the same session, the band recorded a vocal version with the rhythm Three Kings. Kentucky has bluegrass, so it makes sense that there would be a blue Kentucky moon. Gene Austin sang that Walter Donaldson song on September 9, 1931, and the small jazz dance band was conducted by Nat Shilkrit. And we begin the second of two Blue Moon sets with Paul Whiteman and his 28-piece concert orchestra with Blue Moonlight. Dana Suisse was at the piano on that December 14, 1934 recording, and she wrote Blue Moonlight. That's from Victor 36159, a 12-inch disc, which accounts for the more than four and a half minutes of playing time. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. We're here each and every Sunday evening at 6 on Island Radio, FM 88.7, KISL Avalon, and KISLAvalon.com. This and all our previous shows are also available 24-7, on demand, anytime at all, online at RapidlyRotatingRecords.com. And we're on iTunes as a podcast and part of the Global Community Radio Network. A couple of weeks ago, I played It's Tight Like That. So, yeah, you're way ahead of me. This week, we're going to cut loose. Here's Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra. Thank you. 
and hard. I start to sway a lot, and all because I've got loose ankles. No matter where I go, they never think I'm so, as long as I can show loose ankles. Now it used to be the passion to hold hands oh so sweet, but now to be in fashion, you must have dancing, prancing feet. Those sweeties, one and all, for to me are bound to fall, cause I've got what they call loose ankles. From the first national and Vitaphone production, Loose Ankles, that was Loose Ankles, performed there by Andy Kirk and his 12 Clouds of Joy. Although he's not credited on the label of that April 29, 1930 Brunswick 78, number 4803, made in Chicago, the vocal refrain was by Billy Massey. Loose Ankles was written by Jack Meskill and Pete Wendling. The movie Loose Ankles starred Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and a 17-year-old Loretta Young. And the song Loose Ankles is played during the opening credits on a player piano and sung by Inez Courtney and as dance music. 
Before Loose Ankles, it was John Williams' Cinco Jazzers with Now Cut Loose from Jeanette 6124, recorded in Chicago on March 5, 1927. That was Mrs. John Williams, Mary Lou Williams, the former Mary Lou Burley, on piano. I mentioned Loose Ankles, but before the Cinco Jazzers, it was the syncopating Skeeters with Loose Feet. That Bell 78 was made in New York in December of 1922, and it's possible, but not confirmed, that the syncopating Skeeters might be Jimmy Durante's New Orleans Jazz Band. We begin that loose set with Benny Moten's Kansas City Orchestra and Loose Like a Goose, written by Buster and Benny Moten. That's a whole lot of music from just four instruments, a clarinet, two pianos, and drums. Victor 38123 was recorded in Chicago on July 18, 1929. Last week, September 20th, marked the birth in 1901 in London of my friend Tin Pan Alley expert Ian Whitcomb's uncle, Tolchard Evans. Tolchard was actually his father's surname and Evans his mother's unmarried name. His first and middle names were Sidney Edmund. He took up the piano at age six and wanted to become a classical musician, but in 1919 joined music publisher Lawrence Wright as a T-boy, what we here in the U.S. would probably refer to as a gopher. You know, go for this, go for that. In 1924, he left to work accompanying silent films and in dance bands, and then formed his own band, which was resident at the Palace Hotel for most of the 1930s. He was often heard on BBC Radio, and his career lasted well into the 1970s. Tolchard Evans died in London on March 12, 1978. He collaborated with lyricists Stanley Damarell and Robert Hargreaves, and his hits include Let's All Sing Like the Birdies Sing, Faith, There's a Lovely Lake in London, and These, All Set in Spain. I first saw you 
Thank you. 
love you Lady of Madrid, I will be true Here in the moonlight beneath your balcony Singing a song that is love's sweet melody Lady of Madrid forevermore Lady of Madrid you I'll adore I will love you dear always By the stars above Lady of Madrid my love We started off our tribute to Tulchard Evans with his most famous composition, Lady of Spain. I'm going to guess you've heard the song, but probably not that recording. That was the opera tenor Tino Folgar, born in Barcelona in 1892. He was making a guest appearance at Covent Garden when that recording was made in May of 1931, with simple violin, cello, and piano accompaniment. And speaking of Barcelona, Lady of Spain was followed by Barcelona. That was the Tuxedo Orchestra, a pseudonym for Harry Reeser on Vocalion A15417, recorded in the evening of July 23, 1926. The vocal chorus was by Irving Kaufman, and the flip side of that record is Seville. Of course, Al Boley recorded Lady of Spain with Ray Noble and his orchestra, but we finished up with them performing Lady of Madrid. And by the way, Madrid is 617.34 kilometers from Barcelona. Victor 24724 was recorded in London on July 18, 1934. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention. <laughs>